Hashem Elokeichem Amos. Hashem, your God is true. Okay, so this is something that he would say three, four times a day. So it's something that comes very natural. It's something that comes easy to you. Then it's something you have to force upon yourself to think this thought. So you take one particular small phrase, a thought, a very small idea, and not specifically not to elaborate on this idea, not to think of the implications and and what this means to you and how it means on a cosmic level, just a very, very simple thought. Take one specific thought. That, he says, should become your focal point. Okay, so that's the, the point that you keep on concentrating on that particular thought. But it can't be something that comes to you with hardship. That's something you have to think about hard. It's complicated to think about it, but something that comes very easy. One specific thing. Then he says that the second important thing about the practice is you have to practice habata. Habata means to observe, meaning that you observe all the thoughts that are coming up, whatever's coming up. So th- there's, not a, there's no evaluation, because we already did the evaluation before, and you recognize the first stage of meditation, you just close your eyes and you see everything that's coming up, you realize that most of it is foolish nonsense and things that are just... Whatever the stimuli, whatever it's stimulating you, whatever you, something else, whatever you hear that creates the thoughts. So the, this, the, the second part of it is to observe any thoughts that come up. So you're watching, you're, you're observing these thoughts that are coming up, and you're not pushing them aside. You're not fighting with your thoughts. Because if you fight with something, the nature of a thought is the more you, um, the more you resist a particular thought, the more it persists, the more it continues. So you're not going to fight and struggle with a thought, but you're just going to observe it. You observe whatever comes up. While you're observing the thought that's coming up, you're constantly repeating to yourself verbally this particular phrase that you have. So this is keeping you focused, and these are the thoughts that are coming up. As these thoughts are coming up, you're observing them. You're letting them appear and just dropping them. How are you doing that? Not by pushing them aside, and not by getting too involved in the thoughts. If you're going to get too involved in the thoughts or think about these thoughts, then this is going to, it's going to take you into another direction. Um, there are, the, there is a teachings from the Baal Shem Tov where a person would actually take these foreign ideas, or what she calls negative thoughts, and try to elevate them and go to the core of the thought and think like, why am I having this thought at this time? This is obviously trying to teach me something. So you can strip the thought from its from its klipa, from its externals, and go to the core of it and elevate it. But this is a different practice. Here you're just observing it and letting it go. And what you're doing is you're constantly observing by verbally reciting over and over again this particular small passage. If you do this for a longer period of time, then hopefully your mind will become quieter. How will your mind become quieter? Because you're not... Again, you're not pushing your thoughts away, and you're not struggling with the thoughts, you're just observing them. By observing them, you'll see that they naturally flow, they naturally drop if you can constantly, continuously go back to that focal point, which is a verbal focal point. Over a period of time, let's say you do this for five, ten minutes, and you're repeating to yourself over and over again, the thoughts are coming up, you're going back to that original, original idea. Once you feel like you've reached a place where it's quiet, which is the idea of ashkata, that you feel that you have silenced your mind. Now again, not completely, not that your mind is not having any thoughts, but you're having control over the thoughts. Instead of the, instead of the thoughts controlling you, which is the way most people think, and 
there's a statistic that says that 90% of a person's thoughts today are like the day before, which means that you're not really choosing your thoughts, the thoughts are choosing you. Here, you're actually making a choice of what I'm going to think about. What are you going to think about? You're going to think about that particular small phrase. But that's not the choice, that's not the end, that's just to keep your mind focused. So you have all these thoughts coming up, and you're repeating this over and over again, here you're staying focused. Once you feel like there's less thoughts intruding, because you keep on going back to the focal point and you can stay very rested and settled on that specific thought. Then he says, which is a very, it's, a very, it's an older Hasidic tradition from the Kumishlana and others, says you have to choose a specific idea uh, related to something that you're dealing with in your life. Um, let's say, but that obviously you'll have to do this before you go into the meditation. You'll say, Okay, I'm struggling with this area in my life, and I need clarity with this particular area. Um, it can be something, uh, something spiritual that you know, the way the Piyasetsa talks about. It, if it's faith or love or something a spiritual attribute, it can be even something that's a physical thing that you're struggling with and you can't figure this thing out, and you're not having any clarity with this issue. Partially, the reason why you're not having clarity with this issue is because every time you're thinking about something, this idea, there's another thousand thoughts that are coming in, and it's clouding out the thoughts. So you think you're going to think about this, but other things come in, and therefore you're not thinking about it with a settled mind. And once you have a settled mind, which is also important to understand that if your mind is going to be settled, also your emotions are going to be settled, because nothing is coming up that's staring these strong emotions. You're just observing it in a very detached way, and it's allowing them to drop. So you're not getting aggravated about things. Yeah, you can think about what happened today and certain things that happened throughout your day that maybe in a normal situation would cause aggravation or cause you to feel certain sensations. But at this point, because you're not really indulging in these thoughts, you're just observing the thought and going back to the focal point. They're just there and then they're dropping. So not only are you reaching a settled state on a mind level, but you're also reading a settled state on an emotional level. So once you reach the settled place, and you can be focused on one this on this one particular thought, or word, a few words, a phrase, verbally by chanting this over and over to yourself, then you can introduce something that you're actually struggling with, that you want to have a clarity with regards to this issue. You want strength with regards to this issue. You feel you're weak with regards to this issue. You want strength with it. And you also want to not only understand it conceptually on an intellectual level, you want to feel it on an emotional level. So then you can introduce an idea with a settled mind. And then you're actually learning to choose a thought. So you're learning, the way you're going to learn to choose your thoughts as opposed to your thoughts choosing you is by choosing one thought at a time. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to become a master, I'm going to learn how to choose my thoughts, and for the next 20 minutes or half hour, two hours, I'm going to think about whatever I want. It doesn't work that way. Because we're incoherent or misaligned on all our levels, um, verbally, intellectually, expressively, therefore we have all these thoughts coming up. So we have to learn to do is first choose one thought, have the focal point, and then bring up one idea that we want to focus on. And this is, so this is the, the ultimate intention. So the intention is not just to quiet the mind for the onrush of all the thoughts that you're having and doing so by choosing one particular thought 
and observing, so you have a bata of all the other thoughts and you're going back to the original thought. That's your focal point. But once you reach a place that you're settled and you feel settled emotionally and intellectually, you feel that your mind is not, all this horse thoughts are not just floating in and out of you. And it's not just popping up ideas constantly, but you're just really in a settled place. Then you introduce the thing that you actually have to deal with. What do you want to deal with in your life? And then you don't have to verbally chant it because you're already focused and you're already present. Then you can just think about this specific issue that you're dealing with. It's also important to understand that when you choose the thought at the end, when you're going to choose this thought that I want to think about, don't try to solve all life mysteries. Don't try to think about the big issues because, again, that's going to bring you back to an onrush of a lot of other associative thoughts, and then it's going to bring up your emotions, they're going to start racing, and then your mind is going to race all in different directions, you're going to have to go back to the whole process again. We have to learn to choose our thoughts, but do so very in incremental stages, very slowly. And to do so, what we do is we choose one specific thing, a very an issue in your life that you're dealing with, but very, very specific to one area in your life, one specific thing, if you need strength from it, let's say, if you want to say, Hashem, I should have more faith, or I should have more, should be more open to love, whatever it is, that specific issue that you want to deal with, and think about that thought, and try to think about it in a way that your mind and your heart and everything else is settled. If, while you're thinking that thought, other thoughts come rushing in, then you have to go back to the stage one, which is Habata, you're observing the thoughts that are coming up, you're chanting to yourself continuously the particular phrase or word that comes up. Remember, the word and phrase that you use should be something that comes up very easily, something that's not forced. And then once you get to that settled place, you can introduce a thought one at a time. If you feel you're settled and you deal with one issue, then you can bring another thought in. And then you can bring another thought in. If you really become proficient in this practice, which means that you become, in a way, a controller of your thoughts as opposed to being controlled by your thoughts, slowly you can introduce many ideas. You can say, I want to think about this, and I want to think about this, and I want to think about the other thing. These are the three, four things that I want to think about after I get into this practice and I'm completely settled. And you can go from one thing to the next. But you can always go back to the original state, which is the habata, the observing, thinking of the chanting that to yourself quietly over and over again, that particular phrase, quieting the mind, bringing in the thoughts. Thinking orally. What's that? The, the first part, point. the focal point has to be audible. All the time. All the time. Because you actually have to be very, it has to be grounded. If you're just thinking, it's another thought, and you get lost with other thoughts. That's why I said, if you can do this, it's also possible to do this, which is much more complicated, to do this with something that's very slowly moving. You can actually visualize it, if you can actually, like he says, to look at the clock, the, the movement of of the minutes, but it's, it's a very complicated practice. Most people just get confused. But just thinking about a thought is not going to be productive as a focal point. You actually have to verbalize it. It doesn't have to be loud. You don't have to chant it loudly, but it has to be something that's grounding you in a specific place, that's grounding you to this place. So you're chanting this over and over again quietly to yourself. That allows you to observe everything that's coming up, to settle yourself, and then choose a specific thought that you want to deal with. So the, the intention of the ashkata, the intention of the quieting down of the mind, is again not to reach a place of ayin, of emptiness, and to quiet your mind to a place of stillness that you're not thinking. It's not that. It's really to quiet your mind from the onrush of all different thoughts and to allow yourself to learn to start practicing controlled thoughts, 
that you can actually have a settled way of thinking about ideas that you want to think about. So we're going to try to do this practice together. And What's I'll just the go through. Oh, Hashkata. No, 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 the name of the person. The Piyasetsna. Piyasetsna. His name is Clemens Kalman Shapiro. And he was the Rebbe of Piyasetsna. And by the end of his life, he was the Rebbe in the Warsaw Ghetto. And he's known as the Piyasetsna Rebbe. Or the Heish Kaidish. That's, that's the way his, his name is. The, his Piyasetsna. And he was, inter- he was a very interesting um, Rebbe because most of his students, like I said before, most of, most of his students were children. That was his whole, his big thing, even before the war, was to try to take some of the deeper Kabbalistic and Hasidic teachings from the earlier teachers and to distill them in a way that even children can understand them. And it's going to sound radical, not radical today, but it was radical then. He also wanted this to be done with women. And uh, 50 years ago, 70 years ago, in 